are welcome to the Rohi Word. You are about to be transformed by the power of God's Word through his servant, Pastor Emmanuel Meffel. Pastor Meffel is a teaching evangelist who preaches God's Word passionately with signs and wonders following. He serves as the founder and lead pastor of the Rohi Church, a Christ-centered, family-focused, and discipleship-driven ministry. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, let us hear the Word of God. Hallelujah. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Habakkuk chapter 3. Go to verse 2. We started from here when we read that, God, I have heard what our ancestors say about you. You know, for those of us who have been around this thing called ministry and the thing called Christianity for a long time, we have seen certain great great things. We have seen certain powerful things. We have seen um, God manifest in strange ways. We have been to programs where, where a man is sitting at one place and, is, and water is pouring on him alone and water is not pouring anywhere else. You have been to places where somebody is saying that I, I am tasting something like Fanta. And you are sitting by the person and you are tasting nothing. And it's a spiritual service. We've been in services where major, major manifestations take place. And um, just pointing to the fact that there is a certain level of manifestation, a certain level of impartation, a certain level of impact that the Holy Spirit brings that is not normal, is not common, is not something that moves around all the time, is not something that you see around every time. And so this, this, this Habakkuk man is saying that, I have heard what our ancestors say about you. I have heard. Some of us heard, some of us saw some of the things, but most of the things that we are talking about, we've heard. We've heard about Catherine Kuhlman who passes through the back of a church and, the, and everybody is on the floor. We've heard about Smith Wigglesworth who raised over 20 dead bodies back to life. We've read about all these ones and we've heard about them. Woodward Etta, we've heard of them. We've read about them. We've seen meetings by great, great, great men and women of God and how they move in the spirit. I have heard what our ancestors say about you and I'm stopped in my tracks down on my knees. When you hear some of the things and you see some of the things and you watch some of the things, you read some of the things, you, 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 you just stop that, wow, is this also possible? Can this really happen? Is this something that really happened? Is this something that is real? Can it happen in my time? Can it happen in our days? Is it that the God of yesterday, today, and forever, is it the same God that we are serving? Because the Bible says it's the same yesterday. So if the apostles and their ancestors had him yesterday manifesting with so much power, a man, a man, a man is able to part the Red Sea by this same God. A man points a stick at a rock and water starts coming out. A man just speaks to this God and manna starts coming to feed the multitudes, millions of people. This same God, people got him angry and then he commanded quails and then quails came into the camp for them to have meat. And he said they will have meat, they will eat meat, and it will start coming out of their nostrils. Same God. He sent Moses. Moses took his rod. He brought the rod. The rod that Moses was carrying all the years that he was using to chase sheep. Now he puts the rod down. The rod becomes a snake. This same God, I have heard what our ancestors say about you. 
I have read what our ancestors say about you. And I'm stopped in my tracks. I read about Enoch. The Bible says that he walked with God and he was not because he was taken away. Is it possible that in our time somebody will not die? God will carry them away. No, when you read the story of Enoch, it's such that God enjoyed his company so much that he said, you know what? I want you to come so that we can fellowship some more. I'm tired of having to deal with you from afar. Come home and let's fellowship. And the guy didn't die. He was just taken away. Elisha, he gets angry. He calls bears from the bush. They come and do havoc. And they go. He needs to eat. He meets a widow. Manifestation happens. God sends ravens to come and feed prophets. And you are asking that is it the same God? I've heard what our ancestors say about you. And I'm stopped in my tracks down on my knees. He's wondering that this thing that the man, the people are talking about. Do among us what you did among them. Because if it's the same God yesterday, that is the same God today. And it's the same that will be forever. Then the things you did yesterday, it must be the same thing that you can do today. So if I am not seeing it today, it is either God is a liar or the Bible is false. But when I look at the God I'm serving, it's not a liar. When I look at the Bible, it's not a, 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 lie, a lying book. So it is possible that there's something wrong with myself. There's something not right about myself. That must be checked because God cannot lie. He cannot lie. He's not a man that he should lie. He cannot lie. He's not like us. So obviously, there's something wrong with us. So the man is saying, do among us what you did among them. Work among us as you worked among them. And as you bring judgment, as you surely must. Remember my... So there was a reason. There was a reason why the work was not happening. As you bring judgment... As you surely must. Why must he surely bring judgment? There was a problem. And sometimes there's a reason why we don't see the fire the way we must see it. There's a reason why the fire does not manifest the way it must manifest. There's a reason why the presence is not as it used to be. There's a reason why some things have changed. Some things have become cold. And you go to a, a meeting and you expect God to move and there's nothing. You sit in your room, you pray, you expect that God will move and there's nothing. I've heard what our ancestors say about you. I've heard what our pastors say about you. I want you to change that verse to say, I've heard what our pastors say. I've heard what our leaders say. I've heard what our prophets say. I've heard what our apostles say. I've heard all the things that they said. But now in my life, in my time, in my day, I want you to perform it in my life too. I want it in my life. Look, when God starts talking about, I'll, I'll go into this thing very soon. When, you, when we are talking about the fire of God, we are not talking about pastors carrying the fire. It is every individual, just an usher, just a common church member, just a drummer, just an instrumental. Everybody can and must. Everybody can and must. Because the devil doesn't only attack pastors. The devil cuts across. And we are calling for this fire now because we've heard of the days of old where Christians carried the fire. Where church members carried the fire. Where people understood the fire of God to the point where the fire was so strong that if you come to church and lie, you die. It was then that we felt it permanently in meetings. You go for every meeting, whether it is choir meeting, it is prayer meeting, it is ashes meeting, whichever meeting you attend, you would sense the presence of God because people were God conscious. People had a certain mindset that we'll be talking about. People were in tune with the spirit and so the presence and the fire was real and it was permanent. 
You hear somebody preaching on radio, on TV. It was on the airwaves. Many, many of our fathers who caught the anointing, they caught it by TV and by radio. Because the fire was strong. Bishop Doug once says that he was kneeling by a, red, a, a, a sound system that was playing a message. The message was on a tape. As he was kneeling down praying, something jumped from the tape into his belly. And then he heard a voice that told him, now, from today, you can teach. This happened in about 1980-something. Look at the... Look, look at the impact. Look at the manifestation. Look at what has been done. Just by the fire that jumped from a tape into him. Because the fire was even in the airwaves. Why can we not have that same manifestations now? How can we not have that same manifestations? We felt it everywhere. You go to home cells. Now, now, now it's not a permanent feature. It used to be permanent. Now it's not a permanent feature. It comes and goes. It comes once a while and it goes. It comes once a while and it goes. And, and I was reading through the Bible. I saw this, this, this gentleman who had something similar. And the Lord led me to start reading about him. And I want to share something from this life. And then I'll pray with you. I want to talk to you about the life of Samson. But I want to title it, Enough of the Shaking. Tell somebody, enough of the shaking. I also, I also need dogs, so it's enough. Enough of the shaking. And I'll explain very soon. Enough of the shaking. Judges chapter 13, verse 24 and 25. The woman gave birth to a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew and the Lord blessed him. 25. And the spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. The spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. He was born and the spirit of God began to move upon him. His life was spirit controlled. This was a phase of his life where his life was spirit controlled. The spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. He didn't move the spirit. The spirit moved upon him. He didn't control the spirit. The spirit controlled him. He did not determine what and where the spirit goes or does. The spirit determined his movement. The spirit controlled his movement. The spirit controlled his thinking. The spirit controlled his life. And so in the time that the spirit was controlling his life and the spirit was directing him, he was making impact. And the spirit of the Lord moved. The spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. When the spirit of the Lord was in control and was moving upon him, he was making impact. He was breaking through. He was having access. He was getting the fire. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing to be delivering his people. As long as the spirit of the Lord is in control, you will carry the fire. You will manifest the power. You will do what it takes to do what you have to do. As long as the spirit is in control and you are not in control. Judges 14, 6. Judges 14, I'm talking about when the spirit was in control. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and he tore the lion apart. When the spirit was in control. He didn't determine the time the spirit must move. He didn't determine where the spirit must move. The spirit decided, this is where I want you to go. This is what I want you to do. This is who I want you to deal with. This is how I want you to deal with the thing. This particular problem, this is how I want you. We have gone to a point where the spirit does not have that much control. We tell the spirit, move here before anything can happen. Move here. We decide and determine where we are going. If the spirit wants to come, he can come. This is the woman I want to marry. If the spirit wants to come, he can come. This is the offering I want to give. If the spirit wants to follow, he can follow. This is the prayer topic I want to pray. If the spirit wants to answer, he can answer. It's his own problem. 
And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat. Though he had nothing in his hand, you don't have to have anything in your hand when the Spirit is in control. I said when the Spirit is in control. Not when the Spirit is available. They are two different things. When the Spirit is in control, when the Spirit is in charge, when the Spirit does what the Spirit must do, and you follow what the Spirit says, you don't have to carry a certificate in your hand before the door will open. You don't have to carry a, a, a knife in your hand before you'll be able to cut. You don't have to carry a lot of things in your hand. As long as the Spirit is in control, you take charge, you break through, you have access. Without the spirit, you have nothing. And the spirit of the Lord came on mightily upon him. He tore the lion apart. As, as one would tear apart a goat, a young goat. Bare hands. Nothing in his hand. And he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Jump to verse 19. Then the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him again. And he went down to Ashkelon and killed 30 of their men. The spirit of the Lord. Look, when the spirit of the Lord came upon him, he moved. The spirit of the Lord came. The spirit of the Lord did. The spirit of the Lord did. And anytime the spirit of the Lord came upon him, he did the things that the spirit of the Lord wanted him to do. Kill. Break. Turn to pieces. Take charge. It was by the spirit of the Lord. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. He went down to Ashkelon and killed 30 of their men, took their apparel and gave the changes of clothing to those who had explained the riddle. So his anger was aroused and he went back up to his father's house. The spirit, all these verses, I'm, I'm just telling you that when the spirit of the Lord was in control, Samson's life was a life of fire. Was a life of impact. Was a life of accomplishment. Was a life of breakthroughs was a life of, of access. There was nothing that could stop him. There was nothing that could control him. Uh, two, no, two things cannot control one person. It is either the spirit of God or the spirit of the world. And unfortunately, most of us are being controlled by the spirit of the world. So the spirit of the Lord cannot be in control. And as long as the spirit of the world is in control, you cannot break through the way you want to see it. The spirit of the world is what slows you down, cools you off. The spirit of the Lord is what takes away the fire. But as long as this young man was under the control, the directions and the instructions of the spirit of the Lord, he was making impact. He was breaking through. Nothing could, lions couldn't stop him. 30 men couldn't stop him. Cities couldn't stop him. Nothing could stop him. Because he was spirit controlled. This was a season where Samson never moved without the spirit or the fire. He never moved. There was no point in his life, in this period of his life, that he moved without the fire. Any time before he moved, the fire will come before he moves. The spirit will come before he moves. The spirit, and, the, and the spirit of the Lord came. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily and then he did. The spirit of the Lord came mightily and then he did. The spirit of the Lord came mightily and then he did. The spirit of the Lord came mightily and then he did. What have you been doing before the spirit of the Lord comes mightily? The spirit of your wisdom came mightily and then you wrote the contract. The spirit of your strength came mightily and then you proposed to the woman. Your own self came and then you did the thing that you did. And that's the reason why there's no impact, there's no anointing, there's no fire, there's no power until we put everything back into the hand of the spirit to control it. We will never see power. We will never see the fire we are looking for. We have come to catch fire. You will catch fire when he's in control. You can see fire when he's in control. This was a season where the spirit moved the man, not the man moving the spirit. The Bible says the wind bloweth where it listeth. The wind determines where the man goes, not the man determining where the wind goes. 
This was a season of sensitivity to the spirit. This was a time that Samson was sensitive to the spirit. How many of us are sensitive to the spirit? How many of us can hear what the spirit is saying? How many of us can feel what the spirit is saying? How many of us can understand what the spirit is saying? Sensitivity. Sensitivity. Samson at that time was sensitive to the spirit. Sensitivity. And when the spirit is in control, and this was all prior to the time that he lost the spirit. And I'll talk to you about the time he lost the spirit and the things that happened. So prior to losing his hand, prior to losing the spirit, and prior to losing the fire, the spirit was in control and he was moved by the spirit. And when the spirit was in control, there was excess power. Anytime the spirit is in control, there's excess power. When the fire of the Holy Spirit is upon you, there's excess power. And as a church, as a leader, and as the representative of God in this house, what God is telling me is that we should raise people who will carry fire so that there will be excess power for manifestation. Excess power. And I see 20 people that are going to carry the fire of God in this generation. They are going to carry the fire of God in this generation. They are going to carry the fire of God in this generation. They are going to go and do exploits. They are going to make impact. They are going to touch the world and change the world and do stuff that nobody has ever heard before. You shall have your portion in the name of Jesus. When the spirit is in control, there is excess power. There is precision. You may take your seats. There is precision in execution. No, read Samson's story. You see how precise he was. Precision in execution. No beating about the bush. If it's foxes, you tie the tails. Precision. If it's a gate, you carry it. Precision. The lion that we kill, we kill the lion, we put him aside. Precision. There was no confusion in the things that he was doing. Precision. And then there's fire for consumption. And I see the fire of God coming upon this church. There will be fire for us to consume the works of the enemy. And anybody that has been sent against you to consume you, may the fire of God upon your life consume that person. May anybody that has been given the child to consume you be, be consumed in the name of Jesus. I pray that God will put fire on your head, fire in your belly, fire in your mouth to be able to consume every consumer that will be sent against you, every arrow that will be thrown against you, every personality that will be set in your path. May your fire consume their fire in the name of Jesus. So this was the time where the spirit was in control. Then he moved to another season. Judges chapter 16. Let me show you. And this is what is happening to the church. When Habakkuk was talking, this is what he was talking about. Now, Samson went to Gaza. Prior to this, the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And then he went. The spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he went. The spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he went. And every time the Spirit of the Lord came mildly upon him and he went, he never encountered some of these problems. Just when he decided to carry himself, now Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot there. That was the beginning of his downfall. When he carried himself without the Spirit, when he decided to do something without the Spirit, when he decided to come out of the Spirit and do whatever, the way some of us operate, this one, I am going to put aside Christianity and do what I have to do when I finish, I'll become a Christian again. This one, I will come out of the spirit and manifest myself. I'll take the spirit again. I have heard it several times. As if it's, it's a wristband. I will put the spirit aside. Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot. Samson led himself into a trap without the spirit. Self-control, controlling himself. Not the spirit moved him. But you will see that he still had results. Verse 1, he saw the harlot and went in. Old Samson has come there. They surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the gate of the city. They were quiet all night saying in the morning when it is daylight we will kill him. Verse 3, you see that he still had strength and manifested. This is the problem that we have. When the spirit has departed, 
but we have a little leftover energy. And so you come and stand there and you say, take it, and they take it. Take it, and they fall down. You touch somebody, the person falls down. And so you, have, you, you think that the spirit is still with you. You open your mouth. The tongues are still flowing. The spirit is still with me. Samson lay low till morning, till midnight. He arose at midnight, took hold of the doors of the gate of the city and the two gate posts, pulled them up by and all, put them on his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Still, now Jack Akrao on the moon. Still, there was some power. There was some power. The Holy Spirit had departed. He went by himself, but there was some power. There was some power. Don't think that the hair was the presence of the Spirit. Hmm. Samson went, not the Spirit moved him. Samson went, not the Spirit moved him. He went, not the Spirit moved him. Still, he had results. So what I read here was that your result is not a sign that the Spirit is with you. It's your longevity. Your result is not a sign that the Spirit is with you. It's your longevity that shows. That's why if you look, read at, uh, Luke chapter 10 verse 20, the Bible says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you because it's temporal power. But rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Longevity. So when you are casting out devils, don't think that it's because the power is with you. Don't even be excited about it. Is it not the same thing that these people came to, came to tell Jesus? I, we cast out demons. He said, I don't know you. In your name, we cast out. In your name, we did this. In your name, we did that. He says, ah, depart from me. I don't know you. So which power were you carrying? The thing had disappeared a long time ago. You were just carrying residue. You are just carrying residue. It's like a car that you have accelerated for some time. And then you remove your foot from the, the accelerator. Or you turn off the engine. It will continue running for some time. It's called momentum. It will continue running for some time until opposition is strong. Then it stops running. And if we don't rise up, reconnect to the spirit, you will run for some time as if you are under the anointing. It is just a matter of time. You will stop, man of God, woman of God. If we don't reconnect to the anointing, reconnect to the spirit, a time is going to come. You will run out of the signs. Because sometimes you will think that it is because the power of God is with me. That's why it's not because the power of God is with you. He left a long time ago. It's the momentum that is still running. And just very soon, very, very soon, you will get a strong wind that will stop you from moving. Strong wind will stop you from moving. A stone will block your path. And your car will not have enough power to run over the stone. And then it will stop. And now is the time that you are looking for something to push. Do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you because that one is temporal. But rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Longevity. So this young man led himself. Verse 9. So after he led himself into that place, you read from verse 3 going, it brought him to this point where she lulled him to sleep on her knees. And the church is being lulled to sleep. The choir is being lulled to sleep. Instrumentalists are being lulled to sleep. Praise and worship leaders are being lulled to sleep. Pastors are being lulled to sleep. So there's no fire. There's no fire. Somebody will stand here and sing and sing and sing and you can dance and dance and dance. That's it. We are looking for the time where people start singing and people start crying. We are looking for the time where people start singing and somebody's just dancing and they start jumping in the spirit and just the spirit has taken them. We are looking for the time where somebody's just playing the keyboard and then there's a manifestation. Because there's fire. We are looking for the time where an usher meets somebody at the entrance. I'm just welcoming the person. The power takes the person. And the person begins to scream and manifest. That is, what we are, that is the fire we are looking for. We are looking at the time when somebody will take a microphone and begins to sing. And the whole church will begin to cry. Everybody begins to cry. Because the presence has entered into the place so strongly. And nobody can just stop himself. Nobody can stop herself. Everybody is crying in repentance. Everybody is being convicted by the spirit of God. That is the time we are looking for. That is the kind of fire we are looking for. That is the kind of power we are looking for. That is what Samson carried before he started leading himself. Before he started leading himself. Quaristers, you want to carry fire? Stop leading yourself. Get back into connectivity with the most high God. Get back. Connect yourself. Connect yourself back to the king of kings, the lord of lords, the holy ghost himself. Connect yourself back to him. 
pastors, you want to carry the fire, get back connection. Oh, church members, you want to carry the fire, get back your connection. We have disengaged, we have disconnected, we have taken the world unto ourselves, we have become worldly, godless, and carnal. The day will determine that let us even meet to pray. That is the time nobody comes to church. Announce a party, they will come. Announce evangelism, they will run. Announce beach, they will come. Announce prayer, you will never see anybody. We have backslidden, we have become cold, we have become carnal, we have become dry, we have stopped moving. We have become like Samson carrying the gates and thinking that the spirit is still with him. The spirit departed a long time ago when he began to lead himself into Gaza. We are leading ourselves all around the world. We are leading ourselves in everything. We are leading ourselves in the songs that we sing. We are leading ourselves in the keys that we play. We are leading ourselves in the dresses that we wear. We are leading ourselves in the friends that we engage with. We are leading ourselves. We are leading ourselves. We are leading ourselves in the jobs that we take. We are leading ourselves. When will you stop and call upon God that take charge? Take charge. Take charge. When he was in charge there was fire. When he was in charge, there was power. When he was in charge, things were happening. When he was in charge, life was not as difficult as it is now. When he was in charge, you could tell that he was in charge. When he was in charge of something, you could tell. When he left, then she lulled him to sleep on her knees. How can a church, a pastor, a leader, and I'm not talking about physically, I'm not talking about physically laying your head on the knee of Delilah, but we are sleeping. When was the last time you woke up to pray? What is your longest time of prayer? How long do you pray? Christa, how long do you pray? Musician, how long do you pray? Asha, how long do you pray? Prayer warrior, how long do you pray? Pastor, how long do you pray? Women and men of God, how long do we pray? I heard one man of God saying recently that he has become so busy these days that his prayer life has been affected. So now he can only pray 12 hours a day. I said, God, this is somebody who is busy. In one city, he has about 50,000 churches. Not members, churches. Says he has become so busy. So now he prays 12 hours. Normally he used to pray 36 hours. 36. He enters one and a half days before he comes out. Now he can only do 12 hours. And he was sad about it. I said, God, if I can only get 6 hours, I can do something with it. So this is your 5 minutes. Three minutes, two minutes, you have not started. That's why, that is why the devil is on your case. That is why the devil, the devil is on the case of anybody who has no fire. Because the devil fears fire. He's on the case of people without fire. We need choristers with fire. We need pastors with fire. We need Christians that carry fire. Man, you need, your, your family needs you to carry fire. Daddy, your family needs you to carry fire. Mommy, your family needs you to carry fire. A few days ago, I was talking to a wife, not in this church. She said, you people are the ones who said the Bible is against divorce. Otherwise, I would have divorced my husband a long time ago. I said, what? She said, there is no leadership. There is no spiritual covering. There's nothing. I said, wow. Even wives are looking not just for leadership, but they are looking for spiritual covering. Talking to another couple. The woman is angry with the husband. Why are you angry? My, I struggle to get my husband to even lead me to church. I am the one leading him to church. Husband, your wife needs you to carry fire. This fire we are talking about is not, it's not for pastors alone. It's not for church workers. It's not for church workers. You need the fire even as a businessman for God to direct you on what to do. Businesswoman, what do you do? When you get to the front of your shop and you can't tell who has come to pour powder and you can't tell who has come to pour water and you can't tell who came there to stand there in the night to just chant and people are chanting, people are scattering. People are pouring. People are watering. People are, are scattering things and sprinkling things. And so you just walk around and say that I don't need the fire. They will kill you and will bury you. But from this place, you will carry fire in the name of Jesus. From these three days, you will carry fire in the name of Jesus. You would live here with a burning desire in your heart and your stomach and your life that me too, I must carry some fire. Something must change and something will change in the name of Jesus. 
Look at verse 9. Let me show you that the guy was carrying fire. Verse 9 of this one. 16 verse 9. He says that when, when they tied his hands, he broke their bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. There was fire in the guy. There was leftover fire in him. Leftover fire in him. If only he had allowed the spirit to take over him, maybe he could have been brought back. And some of us, we are not at the place where we must give up yet. If only you can reconnect and allow the spirit to take over again, that place that you have gone that is making you so weak, you would bounce back out of it. And I see many of us coming back out of that place of weakness, that place of tiredness, that place of coldness, that place of laziness, that place of backsliding stage, that place where the enemy is able to have access to you. I see you coming out of it in the name of Jesus. It's not a shouting message. It's a reflective message. It's a reflective message. You must walk out of here with a cry in you that me too, this fire I must see some. This fire I must carry some. This fire I must carry some. I was telling God that God, as a father in my house, I need to my, my eyes must begin to see a lot of things. My son in school, I must see what he's doing. My daughter in school, I must see what she's doing. People in my house, I must see what they're doing. You're winning Namho with your eyes closed. I'll show you what happens when you lose fire. After losing the hair in the verse 19, go to 19 again. Shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. Verse 20. This is where the verse, he says, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he woke up from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. Enough of the shaking. Enough of the shaking. I'll go out as before. And shake myself, but he didn't know that the Lord had departed from him. The shaking I'm talking about are the things that we are doing, thinking that the Lord is with us, but the Lord has left. Many people are shaking, but there's no power. We are shaking. Too many of us are shaking ourselves without the spirit and nothing is happening. Religion, religion, principles and steps is shaking without impact. Religion is shaking without impact. Steps and principles. You have had steps and principles all your life. You will have been shaking, no impact. Ambience. Shaking, no impact. In the days of old, where there was the fire and the presence of God, you go to the place and there's no, there's no fan. There are no instruments. There's no, there's no, there are no beautiful chairs. It's benches. There are no tiles. There's no carpet. There's no lectern like this. It's just a table, very annoying table with a Bible on it. And yet, there was so much fire in the building. And because we have no fire, we have gone to bring light, fans, instruments to create the sound that fire must create. To create the impact that fire must bring. To give us a semblance of fire, but it is not fire. So you go to places and the people are saying that, you know, because we want people to come to the church, we have to make the place very nice. We have to have nice light. We have to have nice music. We have to have... I can remember those years, the churches that I used to attend, they didn't have light. They didn't have music. They didn't have all these things. All night we have candles and light and lanterns. And yet there were people there. We didn't have drums like this. We had boom, boom, and yet there were people there. We had tambourines and yet there were people there. The places were just there were healings, there were miracles, there were things happening. Why is it that now, now that we have all of these things, we can't see the miracles, we can't see the power, we can't see the impact. It is not by the ambience. The ambience is just the shaking without impact. We are shaking, but no impact. Principles, we are shaking, no impact. Ambience, shaking, no impact. Tea and biscuits to bring people to church. Let's give them food. It's called shaking, shaking. When the Spirit of the Lord moves, when the Spirit of the Lord departs, we bring tea and biscuit. We bring refreshment so that people would come to church. And yet, people will not come. Some of them will come and eat and go away. But when the fire is there, when the fire is there, when the presence is there, 
When the presence is there, you don't need biscuits for people to come to church. When the presence is there, you don't need ambience for people to come to church. When the presence is there, have you not gone to a prayer meeting that has been going on for years and they meet on the park in the night and because the power is there, people gather to pray in the night and then you have this place and people don't gather to pray. Why? The power is out on the field. It's not sitting in this room. People have lost fire. I am not against good music. Neither am I against lighting. Neither am I against nice things. I like all of them. But if there's no fire in it, it's a waste. If there's no fire in it, it's nothing. If there's no power with it, there's nothing. If we can't find our solutions, if we can't see our miracles, if we can't see our testimonies, if we can't see our breakthroughs, if things cannot happen with all of this, then we don't have the fire. And one person alone carrying fire is not even enough. We must all carry it. I said we must all carry it. We must all carry it. We must all carry it. Go to verse 21. Let me show you the things that will happen when the fire is when, when the fire is off. When you are leading yourself and the fire is off. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. When the fire is taken away, number one, our sight and vision is taken off. We are going to be praying very soon. They put out his eyes. Vision and sight. Many of us Christians are operating without vision, without sight. We have no vision, so we make no impact. We have no vision, so the enemy is freely killing. We have no vision, we can't see, so the ministry is suffering. Our ministry has been hijacked. The marriage has been hijacked. The business has been hijacked because your vision has been taken away. When Samson's spirit was, when the spirit departed from Samson, the first thing that happened to him, they took away his vision. They took away his vision. Took away his vision. There are many of us. No, the prayer we are going to pray tonight, we are going to pray three prayers. The number one prayer we are going to pray is that, Father, give us back our vision. Give us back our sight. May we begin to see again. A few days ago, a lady came to see me and said, that, Pastor, the whole of this year, I have not been able to dream. You see, the fact that the person even has the sense to know that I must dream, I must see, is a level because some people don't care. Whether they dream or not, they don't care. They're actually happy they don't dream. Did you dream? No. Did you dream? No. It's like we are so happy we didn't dream. It's a problem. It's a spiritual problem. Your sight has been taken. Your sight has been taken. Your vision has been taken. It has been taken away. So I said, sister, stand there. Let me pray for you. I prayed for her. Boom! She went home. Came back yesterday or two days ago. She was talking. Pastor, when I slept, I saw a dream again. Said, I saw a dream again. And in the dream, somebody presented a brand new box. But I didn't see what was inside. I said, Father, open her eyes. Let her begin to see more. So that she can see what is inside the box. Are you understanding me? We immediately, immediately your dreams stop coming. Understand that your vision has been hijacked. And most of us, our vision has been hijacked. There are some people, when they used to dream, once you dream, you know that there's a problem. Once you dream, you know that this thing is going to happen. The devil has seen that that vision has been helping you to avoid a lot of things. So they have taken it. We are going to pray tonight that, Father, restore. 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 Number one is our vision. Number two, the Bible says he was chained. They bound him with bronze fetters and he became a grinder in the prison. He was chained. They chained him. We are bound and reassigned. When they took away the spirit, they bound him and reassigned him. A man who was supposed to be judging Israel. A man who was supposed to be fighting for Israel. A man who was supposed to be leading Israel. Now the man is grinding corn. They've taken away your sight. They've taken away your vision. And now they've reassigned you. Wickedness. Instead of being a preacher with fire, they've reassigned you. Instead of being a, a musician that when you sing, things happen, they've reassigned you. And you are busy. You are busy, so you feel that it's okay. 
So Samson had been reassigned, but he was still busy. He was still grinding corn. They will not stop you. You will be doing something, but something completely different from what your destiny should have carried for you. And some of us, some of us have lost, because you have lost your sight, lost your vision, they have reassigned you and you don't even know that you have been reassigned. Because once you don't have vision and sight, somebody leads you. Somebody has to lead you and tell you what to do. No, you look, when I was preparing this thing, I was deeply saddened because many of us we have led ourselves for too long and now our vision is gone our sight has been hijacked and we have been reassigned and sometimes you don't even know that you've been reassigned some, some of us have been reassigned to different husbands that we're not supposed to marry some of us have been look some of you people who are not married, eh, you need to catch this fire seriously. Otherwise, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised that you'll be real. You would, your assignment is supposed to marry this person. They will reassign. They will reassign and give you some foolish person. Because they know that if you connect to this one, I know by the grace of God that if I hadn't been connected to this woman sitting here, I can tell you that I will not be standing here. No, I can tell you that one. That one is Jara. I can tell you, her prayers, her presence, her input in my life is what has made me stand here apart from God and his grace. Can you imagine if I was reassigned? Because at the time, at the time, <laughs> at the time when I was telling her that you are the one I must marry, I hadn't seen her face. I had a vision physically I couldn't see her but spiritually my vision was sharp so as I was sitting in London talking to her in Accra I could see who I was talking to and yet we didn't have video call 18, 19 years ago we did not have WhatsApp call Skype call it was just voice and the first time I spoke to the person, I told her, you are the one. My vision was clear. I was not going to be reassigned. Most people are being reassigned. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will not be reassigned. Samson's vision was taken. He was chained and he was reassigned. Business that you are supposed to be doing, they've reassigned you. The thing that you must do that would be, make you a millionaire. They have reassigned you. They've given it to somebody and they've given you something that would make you struggle for the rest of your life. Just because you are leading yourself. Just because you have not allowed the spirit to take control. And you, and you are around these things. You are around, you are around the church. You are around the spirit. You are around. So there's nothing more you are using to protect yourself. This is what you are using to protect yourself, but you are not doing it well. There are people on the other side, they are doing their things. So. You, you say I'm in charge, so I can't do anything. But you are not also connecting yourself. You are not also. People on the other side, they are being themselves, they are cooking themselves, they are boiling themselves, they are injecting themselves, they are cutting themselves, they are marking themselves, they are drinking things and they are eating things. What's your communion crowd? Communion, you don't eat, you don't drink. Prayer, you don't pray. Fasting, you won't fast. We've just finished 14 days, you didn't do it. We've just started three days. That one too, you are not minding it. And you want, they have reassigned you a long time. They took your vision a long time ago. They, they collected your eyes a long time ago. They've reassigned you. You are like a mad woman walking around. When people see you, they, they wonder what's wrong. This guy has so much potential, but nothing is happening. You are a mad person. They have reassigned you. They have taken your eyes. 
they are taking your vision, you are walking around like a blind, mad idiot. Because you can't even pray. Can't even fast. You can't even get yourself connected into the things of the Spirit. Say, I want fire. Say, I want fire. Chained and bound. We are bound and reassigned. Samson, the judge, became a grinder in prison. Judge, 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 leader. He did not say prison. He said, ebro. Nikanika operator. From the ruler to a Nikanika operator because he lost the fire. He lost his sight. He lost his vision. May you not lose your fire. May they not take your fire from you. May they not take your vision from you. May they not bind you. And may you not be reassigned. We cut off every chain. We break every boundary. We break everything that holds you. And we release you in the name of Jesus. May your eyes return. May your vision return. May your sight be given back to you. And may you get back what they have taken from you. Reassignment. Reassignment. And when I saw that Samson was reassigned, it pained me. I said, hey, the devil is wicked. This is a ruler. Glorious ruler. Found a way of misleading him to begin to lead himself. He said, now that you are leading yourself, let's take his eyes. Let's collect his vision. Let's collect the thing that gives him light. Thank you for listening to Pastor Emmanuel Methel. We hope you were blessed by the message. Worship with us at the Rohi Church in Community 22, Tema. Every Sunday from 7.30 to 9.30 for the tree service and 10.30 to 12.30 for the English service. We have Bible studies from 9.45 to 10.30 a.m. Tuesday empowerment service is from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. Download the Rohi Church app on Google Play and App Store for more live transactions transforming messages. Follow Pastor Emmanuel Meffel and the Rohi Church on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call us on 0204-336-002 for counseling and inquiry. Rohi Church, loving God, making disciples, and evading globally. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Hot Jobs Africa Limited, Ghana's number one HR firm. Looking for quality staff? Looking for a job? Contact us on 0204-336-009. Think HR, think Hot Jobs Africa.